0: Hello, and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb.
1: And I'm Christina. Together, we share ideas to grow stronger, healthier families that are both inside
0: and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook.
1: And please leave us a like and review on your favorite podcast platform.
0: Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Heather Creason. Heather focuses on helping people optimize their health at the cellular level with a specific emphasis on getting to the root cause of nagging or chronic health issues they are experiencing. She's developed a step-by-step blueprint to optimize the healing process, which starts with clearing the drainage and detoxification pathways, regulating physiological stress, and maximizing oxygen and nutrient delivery to the cells. This paves the way to begin addressing those deeper root cause health issues. With nearly two decades of experience in the health and wellness industry, her passion is equipping people with practical, easy-to-implement strategies so they can approach their healing process with clarity and confidence. Welcome, Heather. This is a topic that's pretty dear to my heart right at the moment. So welcome. Thank you for being here today.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm I'm in the middle of a reset diet right now, so um, I've gone through this process a couple of times and then I kind of get off track and then I need to clean my system out and kind of reset again. So it's not a, it's not like a full diet diet. It's just like a cleansing, get everything out, reset, and then move back into healthier eating habits. So that's kind of where I'm at. And that sounds like it's, it's how, so if people haven't started this process, how, how did you start it? How do you get people to start it?
1: why are you passionate
0: about passionate about this? How did you get started in it?
2: You know, I've been, I've been doing it for 16 years, like you said, and I saw so many different people coming in with all of these symptoms. So I started out in massage and body work. And so then people are coming in with all types of pain and joint issues. And in so many people in the industry, they look at where people are hurting, but not why they are hurting. And, I got really frustrated with that approach because people kept coming back over and over and they weren't getting better. Like they'd feel better for a few hours and then their pain and discomfort or tightness would come back. And I don't like results like that. I want, I might not have the best business model, but I, I want people to get better so they don't have to see me all the time. Yep. Um, so that started my curiosity. And it's like, okay, well, where does that pain come from? Well, a lot of pain comes from inflammation. What causes inflammation? How do we get it out of the body? And it, I just kept studying it deeper and deeper levels and learned one of the best things I ever learned was about the lymphatic system because it works in conjunction with the immune system to clear away the inflammation that the immune system creates. So if we're not able to clear that inflammation and then if we're adding toxic things in our lives, whether it comes from the food or environmental toxins, all of that stuff, it builds up, adds to more inflammation, and chronic inflammation is the root cause of most chronic pain and chronic disease. So my frustrations with giving a massage on somebody's neck and their pain keeps coming back led me to a whole different approach, and that's why I'm here today.
1: Excellent. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we're finding out so much more. People are really looking into their health issues. They are finding out that it's connected to inflammation. It's connected to a deeper cause. And lots of times, you know, families want that quick fix or the person wants that quick fix. Let's just give me a pill. Give me a short exercise. Give me something that fixes it really, really quickly. But as you were describing, and as we found out through our health journeys it takes more than that. It really is a change that needs to happen and a deeper look into that.
2: Yeah, the the quick fixes are fun, but they really, we sell ourselves short because we don't learn that deeper healing process that can really resolve a lot of things in our lives. If we get that right, it's going to pay dividends on the other end. Exactly. Yeah. Well,
0: and quick fixes, a lot of times aren't necessarily fixes, they're bypasses that create actually bigger problems in the long run if you don't fix the root cause so so how can you tell if something is a quick fix or if it might be a bypass so so yeah Yeah. i mean i mean we're this is like really deep into it already instead of like really like surface level stuff (laughs) so
1: but being massage therapist people think oh i'll go get a massage and my neck will be fixed but then like you said. hours later so uh, from that perspective maybe when you start working on someone how do you know if it's a quicker oh I can get this taken care of or something deeper
2: well as I'm massaging someone I'll do some specific exercises um strengthening ones so like everybody's on zoom and we're popped forward and we get really tight there there are some trigger point releases you can do and you'll see if somebody responds um If somebody gets better and they don't need to come back, then it's like, okay, we, we address this. You really need to work on postural issues and different things like that. But um, when that pain keeps coming back and it kind of moves around, or one day their neck hurts, one day their back hurts, one day their knee hurts, then it's like, okay, we have a deeper issue here. Um, And whether, I mean, it is of an inflammatory nature, but if we need to correct posture, if we need to do strength, um, any number of things. and and then there are tons like if people have a mold infection in their body, that can create tons of aches and pains. So um, all, all sorts of things, but you start digging with people and you learn about their lifestyle, you learn about what they're doing, their postural habits and patterns. and and typically they've tried the quick fixes. So I mean, if, if anybody's throwing a pill or a supplement to fix something, typically not going to work. it might help in the short term, but like you said it's not it's just a cover up
0: so to get to the root causes to where do you find most of those root causes actually lie?
2: That's such a good question um as that and I've been digging and digging for 16 years and so you really have to look at the way the body works. So what I do, Um, we always hear about detoxification and we do detox diets and we get those green drinks from the Costco and all our grocery stores have. And we're like, Oh good. I'm detoxing. I'm drinking something green. This is working. Um, It doesn't do that. It's more complicated, but it's still very simple when you plug it into the process of how the body works. So if you want to do anything in regard to detox, you need to make sure your drainage pathways are open and drainage. The drainage pathways are how all the waste and toxins get out of your body. So the very first thing you need to be focusing on just having one to two bowel movements a day. Um, if you're not doing that, then waste and toxins are backing up in your system. Sometimes they're recirculating, they get back into the bloodstream. And then we get, um, skin lung, um, kidney issues, because the body's not able to excrete that. So the first thing you start having a, having a great bowel movement. Then you move on to function of the liver and gallbladder and, and bile, bile ducts, all of that. The liver produces bile. Um, and, and bile, it does a lot of different things in our body. It it helps emulsify fats. So break them down in the small intestine, but bile also binds to toxins and takes them out of the body. So if you have sluggish bile, um, then your detoxification is impaired. So healthy bile function relies on healthy liver function. Um, the next level is the lymphatic system and the lymphatic system will clean you out at that cellular level. So it's going to remove the waste and toxins that are within and around the cells. I don't know if you've ever heard of the interstitial space. Mm -hmm. That's what the lymphatic system deals with. So the lymphatic system is gonna pull all of that stuff out and it puts it um, back into the bloodstream and then goes to the liver. So the liver makes about 50% of your lymph. So if the liver is not healthy, then you're not making healthy lymph and that's recirculating and not able to get out the waste and toxins as much. Then there's another component of the lymphatic system that's um, for the central nervous system, your brain and spinal cord, that's called the glymphatic system. And they, um, they just recently discovered that I think 2013, but that's, that's the specific waste removal system for the brain and spinal cord. But if your lymphatic system is backed up, the stuff from the brain can't drain as well. So then we get all sorts of issues and we try to throw a diet or a green drink on top of that. And you're not really looking at the way the body works. So if you honor the way the body works, you're going to get a lot better results from detox or for any dietary changes any of that
0: So what's the kind of proper sequence to get that fixed so you said first basically is going having bowel movements properly mm-hmm. and so then yeah. then what then how would you start working on the next step what would how would you start working on the say the lymphatic passages would that be the next step after you start having um, health-
2: liver and and bile would be the next step so yeah. um that you can do that through supplements. So I'm not a huge person to say, Oh, take tons of supplements, but there are, there is a time and a place to take them to facilitate that healing process, get stuff moving, help detox. Um, so, um, you can take stuff that helps improve your body's ability to produce bile. You can, um, obviously there are dietary changes you can make and all of this is overshadowed by reducing the toxic load your body has to process. So the less toxic stuff you put in, the more work your body can get done.
1: And when we're talking oh. toxic stuff, it's like all the processed foods, all the extra sugars, all the oh, yeah. really
2: are not healthy for us. And cleaning products and different personal care. All yeah, of so that.
0: My, my reset that I'm doing yeah. right now isn't any supplement at all. It's really lean beef, um, grass-fed. It's organic vegetables um, steamed lightly. so it's really really clean food perfect really low fats to give my liver a break to give it a couple of weeks to not have to process heavy fats and so it's it's not it's not supplement or or pill driven it's getting back to real healthy basic foods
2: yeah and if people were doing that then they wouldn't have so many issues to deal with in it later on.
0: Yes,
1: exactly. And I want to chime in here really quick because you've hit on something that's really important for people who might not have the connection. You said that the liver and the gallbladder is the ones that make that bile that helps like create the the flushing. Right. And so many of us have been told over the years, oh, your gallbladder. No big deal. If you don't have one, don't worry about it. I lost mine when I was really, really young. I was only like 23 at the time. Oh my goodness. I know. Right. Yeah. And so I've been living without a gallbladder. And when we started doing this reset that he's talking about the nutritionist that was helping us, when she found out that she's like, you absolutely need this supplement to help replace that gallbladder function.
0: So she takes ox bile,
1: ox bile. That's a great one. You've got to fix that because your body has been overworking, trying to breathe. We uh remove all of that stuff without the gallbladder to help. So just a tip for our families who are out there, parents, if you have lost your gallbladder, check into making sure that things are supplemented and helping to move that along.
2: And a huge part of the process, especially if you have deeper health issues going on that you really haven't been able to get answers for and you've been to tons of doctors and they're just like, oh, it's all in your head. Um, using binders as a strategy. So that comes down to, um, if you're trying to detox from mold, if you're trying to detox from heavy metals, all those different things. And and there's a whole lot more, but sometimes we need a binder to help get that out of our system. So like bile is a binder that our body naturally produces. It helps take it into the colon so it can get out. But, um, technology has changed a lot and we've been able to get more specific binders for specific things. So that can be part of a strategy and you don't have to be on binders forever, but just depending on where your health issues are, depends on what you need to take in that beginning.
1: And I love that. And that's part of your process, right? Is looking at what those people need as they come and work with you and figuring out what needs to be.
0: Yeah, And and it's also not just chronic body issues or pain Mm -hmm. or fatigue. There's also a lot of mental issues that go along with diet as well. So um, so proper nutrition has affects your body, affects your mind. If, I, I, I do psychospiritual coaching, and it's amazing how many problems can be resolved with cleaner diets and suddenly depression and anxiety are eased up a lot once they stop putting these poisons in their body that are everywhere. Right,
2: because most of the serotonin is made in your gut. So if you're destroying your gut with all sorts of junk, then you're messing with that process of yeah. mental health.
0: You know, yeah. one of the one of the really interesting things after going through a really clean reset process and really cleaning up your diet is then if you do kind of jump back into these other foods, it's like you realize they hurt. It's like mm-hmm. so you don't have a you know, you don't eat any gluten. If I don't eat any gluten for a couple of months and then I have like a hamburger with a hamburger bun. It feels like somebody punched me in the stomach a little while ago. It's not like it's not like the <clears throat> right there, but it's like, wow, it felt like someone hit me a little while ago. And if you ignore that, then you have another one and you ignore that and have another one, then pretty soon you get used to that feeling. It doesn't go away. You still are feeling that ickiness. you just get used to it. So part of mm-hmm. the reset and the cleaning up is to realize then when you do step back into these other foods, you do it as a reminder that that they're not healthy and then you go back to your healthier eating.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So good. Yeah. So working with all of that. So we got to the bowel movements and then we did the bile and then we were heading the liver, into the, the
2: lymphatic system. There we go. I love this one. This is one of my favorites because obviously it's um a skill that I can use in body work. And once I, once I learned about the lymphatic system, I was like, okay, all this starts making sense. This is not just massage or feel good thing. This is how I can connect at that cellular level and help people Really start to heal. Um, So, the lymphatic system is everywhere in the body. We have vessels and nodes and ducts. And, um, like I said before, it helps detoxify and and pull the waste and toxins from within and around your cells. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will recommend uh, dry brushing or rebound, different types of things to move that. But I kind of look at the lymphatic system because we have lymph nodes in very specific spots around the body. And I look at it like a traffic jam. If if, um, you're at the back of the line, you can't just move forward and try to get the traffic to clear up. There's no place for you to go. So you have to clear the blockage at the front first and then traffic can start flowing appropriately. So that's how I look at the lymphatic system. It dumps into the subclavian veins, which are right behind your collarbone. Um, and that's what takes it to the heart to be processed and everything, but you've got to start working closer to this area and then you, you branch out and you open them in a certain order and then the fluid can start to flow appropriately. Um, and the thing I love is you can teach people how to do this. So, um, one of the things I do is take people through a lymph node assessment and sometimes that assessment just clears up a lot for them. Um, when when you're doing lymphatic work, you can experience some pretty strong detox reactions. Mm-hmm. And so you want to be very careful. Like if, if you go through three spots and then somebody says, I feel a little bit sick, then you just stop there and give the body that chance to process it. That's where a lot of detoxes in general go wrong. We feel we feel terrible and we we change so much and we we just can't function. And that's probably we've done a little too much. We didn't have enough energy to support the detox and we didn't have um we didn't have enough drainage open so if somebody's experiencing a really strong detox reaction just back off and let the body do its thing we don't need to keep overloading it so um and it's very specific with the lymphatic system um i have seen i have seen really cool things happen as i work just chronic pain starts easing up we have a lot of lymph nodes around our joints so if you have chronic joint pain maybe we need to look at the lymphatic system to see if that's part of the reason you're creating that pain. Um, people who have a lot of brain fog and different things going on. Let's see how your lymph is moving around your head. I love opening up underneath the the jaw bones and underneath the chin. It's it's an incredible place where that helps the brain drain that helps um, the, everything from the head and neck. I love, I love working there. And it, you know, it's interesting, especially on little kids. I'll go under there and if they're dealing with ADHD, sinus issues, teeth issues, it really feels like marbles are underneath their chin. And so I just work that. I show the parents how to work it. And, and there are so many things connected to all of that, but it's been really cool.
1: And I absolutely love that. Cause that's kind of where I was going to ask you next is like, what tip can we give to parents too, you know, I know they don't have all the knowledge that you have, but if they could do one simple thing that might open something up and help their child either behavior improve or like you said, their sinuses improve or something like that, what could they do? What's one little thing that they could do that might help some of this move through their child's body and help them feel better?
2: Uh, one of the very first things I think of is just kids' posture. Like so many are in front of TV and video games. And so if, if our head is forward, if we're slouching forward, we're limiting the flow of lymph. So that limits your your body's ability to detox effectively. Um, That also impacts the function of the vagus nerve, which regulates your body's response to stress and it regulates the inflammatory response. So if parents just help their kids sit up straight, so just lift your sternum, sternum a little bit and then keep your head aligned over your shoulders and body, that can really go a long way because as you lift your sternum, that's going to open up the ability for your diaphragm to descend, that's going to start helping you regulate breathing patterns, which is another component of being able to regulate stress. So it's all connected. Um, And then on, on my website, I don't know if you have that link or not, but I have a lymphatic drainage tutorial that just teaches a little bit of stuff to get people started.
1: Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, All of the, your website and everything is
2: all going to be in the show notes. So parents can be, Yeah. yeah, it's a little, the lymphatic stuff is a little hard to teach on video Uh, in a podcast but um, it's really cool
0: yeah i went to a retreat several years ago and one of the healing retreat and part of that was we were doing lymphatic massages and lymphatic drainage so we would actually like start at our feet and clear the pathways working way down and and work our way up the body so that it would like just continue to flow down but you're saying flow it towards the hardens necessarily instead or?
2: Yeah, I open up the areas that are closest to where it drains and then work my way down. How how were your results when you worked um, from the feet up?
0: Um, I really enjoyed it. There was a lot of, there was a lot of things going on. So there was a, you know, when you go to a retreat for a week, there's a lot of different things. So it was really difficult to pinpoint which things were the most effective, but there there was a lot of reactions in it and it did feel really, really nice. And so, yeah, I I
2: mean, there are tons of different ways uh, lymphatic drainage can be applied. Um, That's just the way I do it, but there, there are very specific ways people use it after lymph node removal, after surgery, just different ways they practice. And it can all be very helpful. I've just seen the best results to working them in a specific order, but that doesn't mean
0: massage and touch, right? It's not, it's not like you take pills or you take supplements to help your, your lymph. It's, it's more of a massage. It's more oh, of yeah. hands-on. It's hands-on. It's like you feel little lumps in your body and you work them out. So like there's some from around the ears and down the neck and then like under the jaw And like, I think it's down like through the clavicle or so there's like lots of different places that, and it's like, I have a chart that I used to work with it on. So it's, it's a touch, it's a massage. It's a, it's something that you can do for yourself.
2: And it's a really gentle touch too. It's kind of like if you're um, squeezing a peach or an avocado to see if it's ripe Mm -hmm. um, versus a deep tissue massage, very different techniques and applications. So you don't need a a super deep touch to um, make it effective. Emphatic drainage is very gentle.
1: Yes. Excellent. Yes. And actually, I was just kind of thinking all of this that we were just talking about, you know, how parents can either massage or work on their children a little bit. And like you were saying, this posture, right? So even in the classroom or even when you're sitting around watching TV, if you can just like put a little timer or a little click in your head, it's like, everybody sit up, right? Just that little Mm -hmm to get them up and focused and posture aligned for just a little bit, right? And then like a half an hour later, just another little reminder, something that will help get that going for them.
0: Oh, that's how
2: I do it. I set a a timer for 15 minutes when I'm at a desk a lot.
0: Yeah, Jordan Peterson's 12 rules for life is number one is stand up straight with your shoulders back. And that's from studying lobsters with a 350 million year old system because it changes the endorphins. It changes the 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 serotonin levels, it, it increases, you know, your, your positivity. So yeah, just, just that in itself is, is a wonderful thing.
2: Oh, and the other thing that changes is your fascia and your, your fascia is a connective tissue that goes from head to toe. It's everywhere, but, um, your fascia surrounds your lymphatic vessels. So if you're working on trying to get your lymph to flow, then you need to make sure your fascia is opened up, make sure it's hydrated. Um, so that's, that postural component is huge for changing at the fascial level and that's going to improve the flow of lymph. So,
1: so I'm curious, I mean, we're talking a lot about adults, but you also mentioned children. Can our children be impacted by this inflammation? All those things that we were just talking about, we talked about, you know, adults with chronic, whatever, right. Can it even start younger? What do we need our parents to do oh, yeah. so it doesn't maybe get started or we can reduce it even in our kids.
2: Well, I think the biggest thing, and you nailed it earlier, is not putting it in in the first place and just cleaning up the diet. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's such a huge thing. And my, my three-year-old, he is not nice when he has sugar or food dyes. So I'm really strict on keeping that out of his system. And it, it changes his whole personality. He's much better behaved when he's on a good diet. So he eats a lot of just clean proteins, clean vegetables and fruits. And that's where we try to get a majority of his nutrition from. My other guy is still, he's still too little for that. But um, the, uh, all the cleaning products we use in our home, the laundry detergent, that's gonna be um, kids, their detoxification pathways aren't formed as well, especially when they're really little. So um, that the cleaners and laundry detergent can really impact them. And, and switching your laundry detergent isn't expensive. You just buy the free and clear kind, not unscented, but free and clear. Um, okay. Yeah. They, they just um, mask the chemicals in the, un, or mask the stuff in the unscented ones, but really keeping that stuff out of the kid's system in the first place, but then getting lymph moving. So both of my little guys, I do lymph work on them all the time. And it, it's fun. Like kids just think you're tickling them, but yeah. Um, my four-month-old, he just melts when you do lymphatic drainage on him. And so I can tell if my kids are getting sick or fighting something off based on the inflammation in their lymph nodes.
1: That is great to know because you know it gives our parents or our families a tip, a way to work on towards helping. Because one of the things that Vibrant Family you know, Education really wants parents to know is that you can reduce the trauma later because you're taking care of it before it actually happens. Right. Let's not let our kids get all built up with all of this stuff. Let's try to knock it out before it becomes an issue. And and obesity
0: Mm -hmm. is just another kind of inflammation. It's, it's an inflammation Mm -hmm. of your whole body. So, so these heavy kids, these fat kids, it's like, there's all sorts of lymphatic issues, drainage issues, health issues, stress issues, because, you know, they're carrying so much more than they need to be. So, you know, it's like when I see all of these, uh, these kids that are overweight right now, my, my first thought always goes to nutrition. It's like they, they have, oh, yeah. they have got to start eating better. Mm-hmm. And I've not yeah, just even
2: looking at school lunches. They're terrible. There's terrible. not a good thing in them.
1: No, we had another nutritionist on, on at the beginning of our, our series when we first started and she talked about the chocolate milk that's in the schools and how, how
0: one, how one of those things of chocolate milk has enough sugar has like three times the amount of sugar that is recommended for a pregnant woman per day by the national health. <laughs> Wo- so there's more sugar in one carton of milk than a pregnant woman is supposed to have yeah, during a whole day. day oh in the schools And then there's, yeah, there's so much sugar in the schools that that you, you ramp the kids up and, and then you try and force them to sit still. And then if they get in trouble, you, you ship them off. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, our school system is, is horrible around the nutrition, especially.
2: Right. And even if they give you fruit, it's been soaked in high fructose corn syrup and all of that. It's not real fruit. Right. Exactly. So I have to make, I have to make my son's lunch every day. He doesn't get to have, um the lunch from school at all. He still tries to sneak stuff, Mm -hmm. but um, he has a good diet. So his body can take charge of that. But even they give popsicles and it for little kids, it has um, artificial sugars. It has all the food dyes. So I bring him his own popsicles to have at lunch and it's more effort, but it's worth it. I don't have tons of behavioral issues with him. I have normal toddler ones, but not stuff that's induced by the food dyes and sugar and all of that exactly
1: yeah it's so important that we really really look at this and you know just small changes can even help right just one little step at a time let's replace one item that your child really really likes with a more nutritious item you know just one little step at a time if you're already into it and need to kind of like back out of the situation and the
0: one extra thing you should be not be trying is as Adderall is Ritalin is some sort of drug so if your kids are having behavioral issues instead of giving them more things, how about we start eliminating stuff from their diet that we know can cause these issues and see if we can get to a healthy baseline inside of the body. And then we'll get to a healthy baseline inside of their actions.
2: Another thing that contributes to so many neurological things, well, and a lot of health issues, but the the glyphosate, the roundup, because our country in most places hasn't outlawed it. And so it's, it's contaminated our water, our food, even the organic foods, and it's in our air. And if if you look back to when they introduced it more heavily into our systems, uh, you can see that same rise in a lot of chronic diseases, um, a lot of gut issues, and also a lot of neurological things, ADHD and ADD and uh, autism is on that. Um, it's, it's just an interesting comparison and not that that's the only cause, but like that's some of the root cause stuff I look for. Because we try to be healthy, we try to eat organic, and then you still have, you still have toxins you have to process. And so we live in a different age. Like when people say, "Oh, let's let's do it like our ancestors did." Well, our ancestors didn't have all this stuff. Like they didn't have the industrial toxins like we have today. They didn't have Roundup. They didn't have all of that stuff to process. So we have to approach it differently and more strategically.
0: And we don't have the same foods, the seeds that they had, the wheat that they had. The, our wheat. Yeah. The- you has been changed so many different times mm-hmm. that the wheat from even 500 years ago is gone so you know we we've changed our food supply with the way we've grown foods you know there's this recent story of the of the Jerusalem palm um that that tree was extinct it was made extinct thousands of years ago and they found some in in a Jerusalem tomb and they were able to bring this tree back to life that's been gone for for yeah many many years and they've been amazed by it and so yeah so you know we if we could come back to our really old wheat that was actually more healthy for us but we've hybridized it we've changed it over time to make it grow better, bigger grow faster grow more and through the process we have made it less nutritious and less beneficial for us
2: mm-hmm. and even things um like tomatoes or chickpeas so they can speed up the process of getting it ripe and ready to harvest. They put so many chemicals on it. Um, it's terrible. So then you're just eating a bunch of chemicals and not the the real thing.
0: Yeah. If if you ever grow your own, if you like grow, I have a little garden. I grow, it's like, I pull a carrot out of the ground and I eat it. And then I buy one in the store. It's like, it's not the same thing. It's like, there's so much more flavor. There's so much more to it. There's so much more life in it. If you, if, if it's grown in good dirt with good nutritious stuff around it.
2: Mm -hmm. My dad has a garden, so we always get it from him. I don't have enough time to have a garden. I would love to, but I mean the, let's see, he just had a cabbage harvested and it was amazing. Tastes so different. His carrots are different. The tomatoes are great. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't have tons of stuff in there, but you can tell an immediate difference.
0: Yeah, you don't need tons of stuff. You're just your staples.
1: Just a few things that make a difference and make a change. So Heather, as we've been talking, we've kind of hit on a lot of different things. Was there anything else that you had kind of on your list that you wanted to make sure you talked about? Oh,
0: before we get there, there were, we, we went to the lymphatic drainage and then oh. you said there was one more that's about the brain. Oh yeah,
2: this was the new one. Oh yeah, the glymphatic system. So hmm. it's connected to the lymphatic system. It um it's, it's fluids and it pulls the waste and toxins. They go into that same subclavian vein, but- The glymphatic system just addresses specifically the brain and spinal cord. Um, And the the trick with this one, if you have high pressure in the rest of your body from lymphatic congestion, then the fluid from your head and neck isn't going to drain as well because there's too much pressure. So you have to clear everything in the rest of the the body first. Then the brain can start um, getting rid of those waste and, and toxins and That one, there are a little more specific techniques for that. There's still a lot of um, DIY stuff you can do, but again, that, that posture comes into it because um, you're, you want to make sure that your nerve function is right, that, that the drainage physiologically has a way to get down there, but that's been, that's been a really cool one to work on. I just started working on it probably four years ago. It's great. Excellent. And do
0: you reach that through massage or is that just through clearing the other stuff and that one happens?
2: I do. Oh no, I do that. A lot of that through massage. I still do um, a ton of hands-on work every single day. Excellent. There's so much value in it, but um, I really focus on manual techniques that can open that up. And so um, even if people are dealing with concussions or traumatic brain injuries, those types of things, this work can help. And in concussions and uh, TBIs, they, they do take a little bit more work than just work on the glymphatic system, but it's a, working on the brain is very interesting or around the brain, I should say. Yeah, because, um, Oh golly, what was it? Oh, I was gonna tell the
1: audience the reason why we were kind of chuckling because they won't see the video for a little while was that whenever she mentioned posture, Herb and I both kind of like sat up straight <laughs> So that that's what that chuckle was all about. It was amazing. Yeah, um, TBI and brain concussions, you know, that's something that is become more apparent and more talked about in our society in general. They're trying to take care of our children's brains a little bit more, making sure they're not getting those concussions and those small traumatic brain injuries and things like that. We know that, you know, veterans and first responders, lots of those people have those kinds of things happen to them. So anything we can do to help open up those systems and heal those is amazing work. We'd love to know more about
2: that. And I, and I hate saying it because I know so many people love football, but I've I've seen so many kids who are playing football and and get these traumatic head injuries. Their their body is not strong enough to deal with that, and adult body's not ready to deal with that. But you start throwing this speed and size at, at kids, it's dangerous. And and I love watching football; it's cool to watch. But then, even at the college or professional level, as I watch people get hit, I just cringe internally because you think about what is happening to their brain, the whiplash, what's happening to their. Like c one and two vertebrae, the stuff, the nerves that are coming out of the brain. I'm like, nope, my kid will play golf. Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> yeah, that.
0: I I did snow. Well, I I did football, basketball, baseball in in high school and college. But when I got out of that, I I got into snowboarding, and that's where I really messed myself up. So I've I've knocked my head off a couple of times, real bad. Oh my goodness. I I do have a lot of traumatic brain injury. I actually went and had my brain scanned, and the doctor came back and said you're remarkably well put together for as much brain damage as you have. So <laughs> I, I get it. I've I've messed my brain up really bad. I've spent the last 10, 15 years focusing on my health to, to get myself back to where I'm slightly functional. There's still a lot of problems in my life that aren't quite worked out because of how badly I, I jumbled my processor.
1: Which is where we know a lot of the information about the inflammation and the diet and things like that because we've been working because i the I've process. Been, I've been going
0: him. through this trying to... Yeah uninflame and get, get some of, some of the stuff I lost yeah. back for a while now. So, yeah. so do you right.
2: notice um, improvement when you change your diet a lot?
0: Tremendously, mm-hmm. tremendously. Yeah. So yeah, that that's why I'm doing this reset again, because I've done it before. I got my diet real cleaned. I was clean for like three or four years and then situations arose. And then it was like, Oh, a couple of weeks. And then it was like a couple of months. And then it just slowly rolled into this Oh, I'm really off my diet. I feel crappy. My my depression's starting to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel awful in the morning. There's some suicidal ideation coming back. And so then throughout when I start cleaning up the diet, that that those go away really quite quickly. So, um,
1: so let's ask the expert. So those families who try really hard, they work really hard, they get things cleaned, and they kind of fall off the wagon. What's their first step to kind of gently get back on the wagon? What would you suggest? What would you, how would you help one of your families get restarted?
2: I go I go through a little process. I was like, quit eating crap foods. So the the C the carbonated, refined, um, sugary drinks. And, and just start one thing at a time. So, okay, change what you're drinking. Put more fresh water in, and then R are the refined um, grains and sugars and oils. Oh, that's. Have you looked into um, the different oils and yeah. like the rancid seed oils and and then oils from animal fats and all of that? Have you gone down that rabbit hole?
0: Yeah, they're they're bad. they're horrible. There's only oh. a couple of good oils. There's so much, so many things are not supposed to be oil. You're not supposed to get oils in it. Like, grapeseed oil is horrible for your kidneys. It's like.
2: It, oh, if you watch the videos of how those things are processed and bleached and whatever, it, it'll it turn your stomach. It's gross. Wow. Um, I think if people really focus on getting healthy fats, um, I don't know where you stand on it, but I, I get really good effects from, like, beef tallow. Um, grass-fed and grass-finished beef tallow. Uh, but even... Um, olive oil. That is such a lousy industry because most of it isn't olive oil. So you're getting canola oil and all those seed oils in there. So you really have to read the labels. Yeah.
0: So olive oil, <laughs> olive oil for me has always tasted rancid. So I, people would give me olive oil. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And it's like, I would taste it. It's like I think it's old. I think it's bad. So olive oil for me well, is like,
1: no, it's a brand new bottle.
0: <laughs> I I brand new crack open fresh bottle, and it has even like awesome oil, it has this rancid, awful flavor to me. But if I get into either a coconut oil or an avocado avocado oil, to me, it, it's almost like butter. It's like mm-hmm. golden compared to to the olive olive oil is oof. Yeah.
1: and if you're stuck <laughs> on butter, you know, or at least we're switched over to the grass fed butter, the the butter that's a little bit cleaner, a little bit better, that doesn't have quite as much junk. Or
0: in even it. ghee, where it's got the milk proteins taken out of it. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. If people switch that their fat sources, that can be a huge one. Mm-hmm. The the A in crap foods is artificial sweeteners and uh, colors and flavorings, and then P is processed foods. But if you if people break that down um they they can do it easily not easily it's really hard to switch some of that stuff but if you do it incrementally
0: it's simple
2: but not easy it is simple not, but not easy
0: not easy to give up bread giving up bread <laughs> giving up wheat that that one is huge that one is like a big 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 one because they refine the grain so fine that it goes into your gut lining and it gets into the spaces between your gut lining. And then it, and then you get what's called leaky gut. And then the food that you normally eat, that you normally like goes through your gut lining into your bloodstream. And then you get inflammation systems and symptoms and allergy symptoms to food. That's actually good for you. So, I mean, And then you
2: get leaky so, brain and all the other leaky organs after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. weed is one of those things that can make good, good food, good food for you seem bad so like that that one was the worst for me because I loved bread I lived on bread and when I had to give that up it felt like it felt like the end of the world but within a couple of months I was like I felt better than I'd felt at any mm-hmm. point it was like wow so yep. amazing amazing so one of the one of the mantras that I use to help me get through this is I feel better than that tastes
1: that's a good one we should start saying that every single show how people get it (laughs) stuck in their brains right i like it (laughs) i feel
0: better than that candy bar tastes
1: there you go all right heather this has been such a great discussion make sure you tell our audience out loud of course it'll be in the show notes too how can they get a hold of you if they want more information if they want your help to help their family kind of make these changes tell us a little bit more about how to get a hold of you
2: um I have a lot of stuff on my website. It's defyyourlimits.com. One of the first things I take people through are root cause assessments. So whether it's mold or parasites or industrial toxins, um people can take those and see like okay, maybe this is contributing to my health issues. But um as I work with people, we just we start where they are and move forward from there. Everybody's different. You can't um put everybody into a bundle and expect them to have the same results. So um yeah. You can find a lot of stuff there and on the resources page, it'll have, it'll have that. It'll have a lymphatic drainage tutorial. So that's excellent. where it all starts.
1: Yay. Excellent. And what would you, what would be like the, one of the most important things that you would want our families to hear? We've discussed so much, bring it back around that one thing that you really hope they're hearing out of this, or maybe we haven't mentioned yet.
2: I, I just think honoring the body's innate healing process. So what we talked about before with the drainage pathways and doing it in the right order. Cause that'll save you a lot of time and effort in the long run um, and money too. Um, If you do things in the, at the right time and in the right order, you can have very powerful and productive healing work and resolve a lot of things that are going on. So there's always hope. It, it's amazing to see how people change when they just integrate little changes at a time. And, and you see, uh, how much your diet has changed stuff. And it's hard to do that initially, but it, it will reverse so many different things you have going on and oh, yeah. the, and the body wants, it wants to heal. It does. It's made for that. So
1: it really, really does. Excellent. And yeah, it's the same thing with education and helping our kids. Those little changes will give us big dividends in our child's education with their learning, how they're doing things, their behaviors, if we just do little bits at a time. So just keep working at it, everybody, step by step. This has been a wonderful show. We appreciate your time and your energy and your expertise, everything that you've shared with us today. I hope our audience has found a little gold nuggets sprinkled throughout the whole show. And please make sure that you share, like, and um, suggest the show to somebody else. You know, maybe somebody else you know is having a health issue. Help them hear this show so they can maybe get onto the path of feeling better. Anything else for today?
0: Nope, that is awesome. Thank you so very much for being here, Heather. I love talking to people whose, whose life work is actually helping other people feel better. So that's what I'm trying to do with my coaching. That's what we're doing here with, with Fliber family. family is just trying to make the world a better place. And that's what you do. So thank you for being here. Thank you for making well, it. Well, thanks
2: up. for having me. I
1: had a blast. Excellent. All right, everyone, until next time, we will see you later. Bye for now.
0: Bye for now.